Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. So listen, I want to say good morning to you from the Bronx. Okay? Not Trinidad, not Anyangaseo, no Ohio, no Bonjour, no Shalom, no. We're going to speak Bronxese. There's Brooklynese, but I want to do Bronx. You have to have a slight attitude. New Yorkers know exactly what I'm talking about. So how you doing? You see it? Look at me. So how you doing? That's how they say good morning in the Bronx, for the most part. There are many exceptions. That's your prototypical New York accent. They also do it in Manhattan. Manhattan people from El Barrio have a, have a different way of speaking. I love all of it. I'm a New Yorker, born and raised in Brooklyn, the best of the five boroughs, just saying. Go online and give toward our outreach for Christmas. I mentioned it Monday and Tuesday, please. BrooklynTabernacle.org, look for Christmas outreach, and you can give online. Tens of thousands of our dollars are needed so that we can bring it in from domestic violence shelters, hundreds of women, busing them, feeding them, giving them stuff for Christmas, and their children, going to shelters, bringing stuff. Oh, Lord, help us to think about somebody more than ourselves. We're reading in the fourth chapter of Hebrews. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience. We read that yesterday. That's their unbelief. God again set a certain day, calling it not Saturday or Sunday, today, today. This he did when a long time later, Hundreds of years later, he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Again, Psalm 95. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest when he brought them in after Moses died to the promised land, if that was the real rest, like, oh, we made it to Israel, we made it to Canaan, that's it, no. If Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore, that's us, that's you, that's me. Therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Boy, is that a wake up for all of us. He's likening Christians walk. Don't be like them. They started and then they ran into unbelief. They embraced it. They never entered that rest. There's a rest for us that the Lord has promised, but let's learn from their example and make sure we don't perish. Make every effort to enter that rest so that no one, us, will perish by following their example of disobedience. Oh, truly it is written, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Oh, I hear what you're saying. You grew up in Sunday school. You grew up in church. You went to like a little Italian Pentecostal church like my friend Joe. And the women were all in black and the little head head covering and they would pray. That's a good beginning. They were fervent. They love Jesus. But the question is, where are you today? 
You grew up in a strong Bible-believing church, but are you still living in the Bible every day? No, not how you began. They began good. They got through the Red Sea. But when God said, here's where I want to take you, they went, no way. Can't do it. Unbelief. Stymied the purposes of God. Pastor Symbol, you're preaching heresy. God is sovereign. Whatever he wills will automatically happen. Well, then here's my question. Why did Jesus cry over Jerusalem? He cried, oh, Jerusalem, before he was crucified that same prior week. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times I would have gathered you like a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not let me do it. No, why was he crying? Some people believe he made them. God controls everything. We're just robots. Everything's predetermined. So he predetermined that they couldn't believe, and now he's crying that they didn't believe. No, that, does that sound right to you? I'm no great theologian, don't want to be. I just want to be a simple follower of Jesus Christ. But that makes God look like a bad actor. No, we have the choice. You want to believe? You can believe. Oh, you don't want to believe? You can choose not to believe. But how could God punish unbelief when he told us to have not have faith? So if people don't have faith, it's a choice. It's not inability. I, I can't believe God didn't grant that faith. To me. Believe. He'll give you more faith. Say yes to the Lord. Say, come and help me. You can say that today. So here's the warning to all of us for this Christmas season. They started by faith and they ended up losing out because of their disobedience. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. God wants you and I to have the most peaceful Christmas we've ever had. Inner peace. It's why there'll never be peace in the world. Oh, you have confidence in the UN? Oh, in the Democrats, the Republicans, the White House? Stop. There can't be peace until we have peace in our hearts. As long as there's unrest and hate in my heart and in people in the world, there will be wars and rumors of wars right until Jesus returns. A given. Take it to the bank. March up and down with a placard. Say anything you want. There will be no peace except Jesus gives us peace in our hearts and enough people have it that sanity prevails. But it doesn't seem like that's our lot until Jesus comes, the Prince of Peace. So here's your Christmas verse. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. The Prince of Peace has come. Let your agitation go trust in Jesus. There's no condemnation. Don't feel guilty. Confess your sin. He'll give you perfect peace. I promise it. Enjoy today. I'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Mm -hmm.